0: This is a Glass Box Media podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known people about their lives, their careers, and how they navigate those difficult moments along the way. I'm Giles Perry-Phillips, and here with me, as ever, is Mr. Jim Daly. Hello to you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you.
0: Well, thanks for <laughs>
1: listening. <laughs> I don't have anything else to tell you, other than well, that I'm fairly well Good. I'm good. I'm glad you're well, and I feel well as well. Like
2: I, I have a lot of updates this week. Well as well. I well as well. I feel as well as well can be. Mm. Um, but we have some housekeeping to do, don't we? Straight from the top. I think we should get into it before we even.
1: Forget yeah, because otherwise we will be talking for like twenty minutes, and people just want to be the guest, and yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and we put out some. I, I noticed recently. I put out some. We we put out some of the old classics, so you yes. can look. You can listen back in recent weeks. We put some of the old classics out because we got to one hundred and fifty episodes we thought well we should treat possibly some new listeners who maybe haven't gone back into the the archive some of our you know some of our favorite most popular episodes and i did notice that the top and tails were much shorter back in the day and uh how they've got (laughs) longer and longer uh the fact that our episodes sometimes need two hours now is the fact that we just waffle on for like 15 minutes (laughs) at the beginning um so apologies to our listeners that don't enjoy the waffling for those who do There's there's probably still gonna be quite a lot of that, to be honest. I didn't realise that. Well, we've mm. really uh we've, we've really let ourselves t- down,
2: basically. No, we've really um eased into the comfort of hearing our, our own voices. <laughs> we've really that big that big armchair we have really sort of slouched into it. That yeah. armchair of um of ego. We of have confidence. really slouched into Yeah, the armchair yeah, self, of confidence <laughs> Self-confidence. Um <laughs> well that's well hey you know things progress sometimes that's just yeah. that's just the way of the world um but let i think you're right and Let's to be honest into, it's our
1: you know we, we we love our listeners and we appreciate them listening but it is our show and we can kind of do all that <laughs> that's very true that's very true well like, okay first of all so we've got a very exciting
2: announcement which i'm gonna leave for you but before we do mm. that i'm gonna i think i mentioned this before remind listeners uh that i am doing uh, a stand-up comedy solo show um it's called Jim daily football and fatherhood it's about football and fatherhood it literally does what it says on the tin um and i'm doing it three times over the next few months in three different uh cities so i'm in leicester but the, the the next one is leicester on the february the 19th so that is not next not this weekend coming two weekends this saturday uh so saturday the 19th of february 4 15 p.m as part of the leicester comedy festival at a venue called lcb depot um so if you are near leicester in the courtyard room at lcb depot because there's i think it's like an arts hub and there's various sort of uh, different rooms um 4 15 p.m kickoff on saturday the 19th of february if you are local to leicester or any of the cities around it please do come along it's free slash pay what you want um so i'll be shaking a bucket at the end if anyone thinks it's uh, worth a few quid um and it's a it's an hour long show about becoming a dad and football and how they all sort of intertwine. So um please do come along. Can you
1: call this a national tour?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. There's no. There's two other dates: London in March and Brighton in. What's the minimum amount of dates to do a
1: tour? I think more than two.
2: I say maybe then, because yeah, I'm sure
1: in the back in the day when I was in the band, we used to say I we're touring and it was like <laughs> three gigs but oh, and it's three places. different cities so exactly mini mini tour it's a well it's a work in progress tour
2: three like, dates uh, three cities three dates three cities. Yeah, one night only in each <laughs> yeah. because a one because night I, only because in three, i would struggle to sell more t- tickets <laughs> <laughs> a complete waste of <laughs> paying out the overheads um anyway you can buy tickets for this show the leicester show the 19th of feb or my march london show or may brighton show at jimdailycomedy.com slash slash gigs um so please do go along and uh, i'd love to see any blank listeners there it'd be uh it'd be lovely to see
1: yeah definitely go and do it because uh, it's a very funny show i've seen it and i'm going to go and watch it again in brighton so if you're in brighton come and say hello to us oh that'd be lovely I'd yeah. be I'll looming little... and lurking in the audience <laughs> we'll
2: do a little blank meetup. up heckling that'd be quite, that'd be quite... i'm probably heckling yeah <laughs> just put very nice heckles your hair looks yeah. good yeah the
1: stage is well lit oh just your shit base you know. is untapped Untied, your your your, your shirt's untied. (laughs) That's not what I meant. You got them the wrong way around. Anyway, I've got some exciting news. Yeah, our podcast has been shortlisted in the Podcasts for Business Awards 2022 as Best Interview Podcast, which is very exciting. Uh, People can still vote for us as well in the um, uh, Listener's Choice Award. Yeah, so we're we're, we're kind of up for two awards, possibly. Um, You can go to thepodcastboutique.com forward slash voting and make your vote now. You have to put in the name of the podcast in capital letters. Uh, So that's blank podcast. And yeah, and we're very excited. It's very nice to be shortlisted for awards. It's always wonderful to get some recognition and validation that's kind of what we need a lot of the time as creatives so <laughs> yeah. it's very nice and it's yeah it's very nice to be nominated and uh, we're very excited to be uh, shortlisted and yeah please do vote for us in the listeners choice award as well and uh, today when you're listening to this podcast is the last day of voting so get your votes in now which is first of feb tuesday first
2: of feb last day to vote so please mm. do um it's a very nice confidence booster to be nominated um so we appreciate that mm. and um yeah if you enjoy the pod and and you want to nominate us as an enlist listener's choice um i assume it takes a couple of
1: seconds so oh, you know, super, please super please, quick.
2: please do and we'd really appreciate it giles what's the link again for people to it's to the podcast
1: boutique.com forward slash voting
2: so please do that and again that ends today first of feb so if you're listening to this after 1st of feb unfortunately you've missed the deadline but maybe just send us positive thoughts positive mm. vibes or something and we'll accept those as well but if you're listening on 1st of feb go to uh, that url and please give
1: us a vote thank you um before we introduce our brilliant guest this week jim i've got a couple of lovely messages here from the castbox app uh we've got here one from miss buff five she says top podcast great hosts and great guest love these and then I've also got another one here from Michael Lee, who says such a good podcast, excellent and open and frank conversation. So thank you very much to those listeners for dropping us some comments on Castbox. You can obviously download the podcast at various outlets. Castbox is a very nice one,
2: though. Absolutely, yeah, and thank you for those comments. That's really nice that people feel the the time to to leave those comments. It, you know, it's nice to read them, and obviously it means people are hopefully enjoying the. The episode as well, so thank you very much. Please do leave us comments wherever you listen, or rate uh, rate us. Give us give us a five star review. You know, just check yeah, five, five star rate, Subscribe and subscribe as well. It all helps. It does. I know it's mm. a bit of a sort of cliche when people say rate and subscribe and stuff, but it does genuinely help get the pod out to more people. Yeah. Uh, as does uh, leaving comments and that kind of engagement. So
1: please do we really appreciate it yeah. and uh yeah thank you very much those those lovely people yeah it helps us climb the charts and then more people can discover the podcast
2: exactly it all it all helped i think at one point we were number one in Colombia or something weren't we? and cuba remember. cuba yeah cuba sorry cuba yeah, yeah number one in cuba so obviously a big big, big, following, big following in, following in cuba. cuba yeah we're gonna yeah. do some live shows out there yeah exactly <laughs> yeah for our world tour for our three dates world tour yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll go to cuba um Shall we introduce this week's guest? I think this is one of the most prolific actors uh, on TV. And
1: uh, also, it turns out, Charles, an incredibly nice guy. Oh, a lovely guy. It's Tim Downey, who I've been a massive fan of for ages. Like I said to him right at the end of the podcast, one of his favourite characters that I've seen him play is uh, Greg, who runs British London Publishing. And it's just a one-off episode in one of the episodes of Peep Show. Um, and he's just such a... He's just such a brilliant uh, character actor. He sort of pops up in all sorts of things. I mean, a lot of people will know him from Toast of London because um, he sits there in the uh, the sound engineering booth telling uh, Matt Barry's character Toast what to do uh, when he's reading out things, uh, recording audio books and whatever, and people will know... Of course, his sidekick Clem Fandango, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's a yeah. But he pops up in all sorts of things. He's been in some really big movies as well. And he talks about a brilliant little anecdote about working with Brad Pitt and yeah. getting to meet Brad Pitt and then improvising with Brad Pitt, which is incredible. Uh, so yeah, just he, he's in all sorts of movies. He's been in Paddington and yeah, I mean, I I don't want to list them all because he's been in loads of stuff. And of course, the Bill
2: and indeed, yeah, I mean, just an absolute factory of uh actors the bill mm. anyone who's decent has been through the bill at one point yeah um so yeah tim's just the loveliest guy for our patrons of course mm. uh you can sign up at pa- patron.com slash blank podcast uh, we talked to tim about well the, the theme of like movies and books and and that comes up a lot on the episode so we asked him for his recommendations and he, he spent a decent chunk of time talking about some yeah, books yeah. and films that he's very passionate about so if you want to hear that and there's some fantastic recommendations. Do sign up at patreon.com slash blank podcast, where we have extra content from all our guests each week um, for our patrons.
1: So uh, if you want to hear that, do sign up there. Yeah, it's lovely. It's, we talked about that kind of uh, early on in the pod. He, he talked about a friend who gave him some recommendations, lent him some VHSs with some books and films that really opened his eyes to that, that world. And I I love sharing. Like I think I said on the podcast, I love sharing playlists and, yeah. and and recommending films and um actually down at Backers the coffee shop that I always mention on each pod uh, that's that's <laughs> the first Backers. corner of uh, of Blank Bingo there uh, <laughs> um the mere the owner and I are always sort of sharing movies that we've just watched and you know I'm always pinging him links to things that I, I recommend and that's nice it's like always really nice when you know about something and you want other people yeah. to learn about it and hear about it so yeah it's great to talk to Tim about that stuff because that's um yeah, it's really exciting absolutely so I think we should just get into the episode um,
2: yes. that's enough teasing and enough housekeeping for one podcast uh, so this is the fantastic Tim Downey on the Blank Podcast <laughs> <laughs> they're a real, uh, a real pet peeve for Giles there, early doors. That was a rant. Oh, it was a mini rant I mean, about Yeah.
1: Well, can just... I, can
2: I offer you? what I do. I, I'm completely the same. I find head, losing headphones very annoying, and the tangly wires very annoying. So I've gone to the. I know this is a wire, wireless headphones, and they come with a, li- a very annoying oh, little pouch, but ooh, yeah. actually very useful. And then I have running headphones, sort of um, like you've got, Tim, sort of like airport but they're different. And they come with this little box. that Oh my god. I was on my keys. So, as long as I know where my keys are, and I never lose my are keys. they not...
1: What if that opens, though? Do they Yeah, I was going to say, that moment where mm. you, you know, you, you pull it
3: out like you're near a pond. Or something <laughs> <laughs> and you pull them out and you get... Oh, no. This is... I
2: am, I am off to Nippons, actually, so I probably need to maybe rethink sort of what I do with mine. Yeah, well, like... this is it. This is
3: it. Disposing of body parts. Like yeah, yeah. very
2: useful? No, very useful no not yeah. the airport. Well, you want to be while listening, listening to, a... to a, while listening to a podcast. See, it's important exactly. to be listening yeah. to a true crime yeah. podcast. Yeah. You've you you got to enjoy it. it. Yeah. Exactly. You've got yeah. to enjoy it. Serial actually gives a lot of tips on that kind of thing, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, quite useful.
1: Well, I'm going to hit record on this. We don't do any intros or anything, Tim, so we'll just... You know, we'll amble into it if that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah, fine. um it's lovely to see you. Thank and you so you. much for, for being on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Um, um, thanks for asking. I, I was gonna ask you to start with actually. I, I we do minimal research on this um podcast, but <laughs> I did I, I, I did look look up some of your past efforts and uh, life uh, travails and um I saw that you were born in Hitchin. Mm, is that that's right is that, that is correct because yeah. my it, my in-laws live in Hitchin, and it's a, it's a place i've frequented quite a lot i don't travel around that much in the uk but Hitchin i've been to quite a lot and it's, it's a nice little market town
3: it is nice it's only changed over the years um like i was uh i just happened across an old photo the other day where it was um used to be covered in wimpies oh. and i remember going to many a wimpy around oh, yeah. that is one of my sort of prevailing memories of sort of childhood is you go into Hitchin because actually i grew up in a village very close to Hitchin, mm. so we always had to travel in um was yeah you'd always go into Hitchin, have a wander around smiths yeah. and then end up uh in a wimpy you know that's yeah. that's an 80s childhood well right. I, massively now
1: so we used to go to wimpy, wimpy and we would deliberately order the big bender because it had uh the, the comedy connotations of that were yeah. comedy endless. aspect
3: oh absolutely endless and also you know depending on who was on who was on uh, you know the, the ovens that day uh the grill um, yeah <laughs> could sometimes could sometimes curl into like a little like a little turd yes as well so you Perfect. get the comedy of the name <laughs> yeah. and then comedy again in the fact that it looked like a coiled yeah. turd in a bun yeah comedy, mean,
2: his- comedy has just come so far hasn't it we've just comedy has just progressed it's,
3: so much honestly you could do that today funny <laughs> I, i'd still oh, find you that didn't hilarious. have the you didn't have the wonders of instagram back then otherwise that would have been <laughs> yeah. trending
1: is wimpy's yeah. are wimpy's still around though because there was one yeah, near they, us in Peacehaven, which is just on the coast but i don't know if it's still there
3: they are they, they are still around there are one or two still around i actually drove past one the other day which was in west london and I was like, oh, so, yeah. I literally had that entire dialogue that happens in <laughs> yeah. in a millisecond of, oh, look, there's a wimpy. God, I didn't realise they were still around. Do you remember those wimpy? <laughs> yeah. that were hit, et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> All within the space of,
2: yeah. <laughs> there Yeah. I saw a tweet going around, one of those like meme tweets, that was like, quote, tweet this was something that kids wouldn't understand these days. And you could literally just qu- quote, tweet it with, wimpy's, Woolworth's, Smith's. Three words that I think kids now wouldn't just wouldn't understand but children of the 80s it would take you back there in, in a second
1: oh that, yeah the pick and mixes in the woolworths oh, just one of the best yeah. things ever just, i really miss there's not a day goes by i don't think about Woolworths. i mean just <laughs> the, i mean the cornucopia that was on offer though yeah. uh, in that
3: time was just you, you miss it now you look back and go god we had it so good
1: yeah i mean the i bought my mixes. first dvd in Woolworths. i mean i bought my first single in Woolworths. there's so many like historical purchases first kiss a lot of no, no, people, no but... I wouldn't go that far. But um...
2: <laughs> well, um, so it's a pick and mix as, as a concept over because I feel like it now is sort of exclusively in mm. cinemas. But mm. um, was it just uh, Woolworths and cinemas before, or was it more widespread? And now is it just just cinemas, or are they even there anymore? I haven't been cinema for a long time. <sighs> Do You know, I don't know.
3: I I haven't seen outside of cinemas. That's it. That's all I've. That's all I've seen. I think it may have gone, sort of like, oh, is this is this sanitary? You know, well, yeah, a lot of fingers <laughs> getting involved here. Like you see those yeah. photographs of like East End news agents that would sell sandwiches, and they're just literally kind of like just piled up on a sh- on a wooden shelf. Yeah, with a, you know, with a, a wire thing saying fourpence or something <laughs> like that, and you go in and
2: get your. You know that kind of that yeah. kind of. I mean, it's gone. It's madness. Yeah. Covid. I think Covid go has gone mad. Covid <laughs> has like ended. Yeah, Covid has ended. I think pick and mix as a concept actually. Now I think about it, um, which is a shame. You Absolutely. know, Covid has obviously done a lot of bad things in the last year. Well, years, I worry for, for me, me, these penny sweet ending pick and mix, these penny sweet
1: companies. I do, I just worry for their for their livelihoods because I just think you know if the pick and mix is not there, what are they going to do? These these people that make. Snakes, flying saucers, jelly snakes, yeah. and yeah, flying yeah. saucers, and those milk mice. I mean, oh, you
2: know.
1: wonderful little cola bottles, yeah, oh, yeah,
2: cola yeah. cubes, cola and pineapple cubes. They were, they were my go to. Oh, good times! <laughs> good times.
3: What, what, what a time we'll never doing. see their like again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy.
2: We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas
1: around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. And we've been taught that
2: mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's wrong too. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much. And Giles, I can say, know I've, I've we said before, or from the podcast, talked about therapy and counseling. It comes up quite a lot. Mm. Um, I found counseling incredibly helpful um, for sort of different stages of my life, different periods. Sometimes when things are getting a bit on top of me, I book in to see my counselor. I might see her for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or longer. And then I find a bit of equilibrium. And then when things are tough again, I sort of go back to it. So it's something that you can utilize as and when you need it but crucially it's as early as
1: possible i guess i remember many years ago i did an anxiety uh, counseling course and it was really really helpful but it's not always easy to get appointments from doctors we live in a very fast-paced world and you know therapy is sometimes hard to get to so i think with better help you've got a perfect solution to that and something you can dive into very very quickly Absolutely. BetterHelp is customised online
2: therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on
1: camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Blank Plod listeners can now get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com blank that's
2: b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p dot com slash blank
1: so you grew up in Hitchin what so uh, did you what were you like at school was, was school a fun place for you were you did you get into drama when you were at school or d- did that um, come a lot later
3: I hated school I didn't enjoy it in any way at all um I just I just didn't fit in I was you know I was I still am dyslexic And so to be a dyslexic kid in sort of your early schooling, which is sort of like the late Mm, eighties and you're kind of getting into it was, would you like some extra time rather than anything else? You were given like 10 minutes extra time at the end of an exam. And obviously, which is useless because you're looking at it going, well, it looks right. It looked right an hour ago. It still looks right now. Um, So yes, you were labeled with being lazy or stupid or, you know you didn't want to be get involved and so therefore that kind of creates you become very insular mm. and become very sort of you know alone I guess because you're alone in your own head coupled with that um, you know I was bullied I was an overweight kid as well my it, my likes were sort of not were left of field so therefore that didn't kind of warm you to you know your school friends and stuff like that that's not to say you know I was on my own all the time I wasn't I had like a little group of friends and and that was great but on the whole it wasn't exactly the the funnest experience Mm. um that I've ever had um I think and then yes I did I did get I think what came first was that classic thing that people say is you know you try and make your bullies laugh that's your defense mechanism Mm. you don't have the kind of physical prowess in order to 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 do anything but what you do have is a is a sort of quickness and if you're funny then you can kind of use that as a defense to either ridicule or do or just do something or mitigate it in some way um so yeah that was my that was my kind of growing up and I think you know that was my route into trying to be into performing was, was being bullied I think is that defense um mechanism of that and then realizing that you could stand up on a stage and kind of do that and then it be accepted for uh, for what you are presenting was something quite quite different I think you know that was quite young and um so yeah you know it it, yes yeah, so it wasn't the greatest of experiences but you know it makes you who you know you are today I guess
2: yeah it's um it's a story we've heard a few times on the podcast, actually, and I think it's probably a similar story for a lot of sort of creative people and and definitely sort of funny people. It's sad, isn't it, that a lot of uh, people's ability with comedy and and being funny does seem to stem from a from an unhappy period or a bullying period or something like that. It's sort of, I don't know, it just makes me sad listening to that because I think it's the same story for a lot of people, and it's sort of,
0: mm.
2: yeah, it is a it is a sort of um, coping mechanism and, and and almost a sort of. fight against it um Mm. but it'd be nice if we could all just be funny without having to go through the difficulty that leads to it
3: yeah absolutely and it becomes um you know a a retreat as well it it becomes a sort of place that this is the place you find joy by sitting down and watching comedy or reading something funny and something like that you know that that brings that for me anyway it brought in the joy of kind of like oh yeah this is funny And and it was the release of so many other things by laughter um of sadness and all kinds of other things um that you could then have and kind of channel it through that through that medium so yeah it was it was you know it's always been very good to me even at times when i've ignored it it's always kind of you know been there as it were
1: yeah it's interesting my son's got very severe dyslexia and it's it's you know it's one of those things that's really challenging for him going through school and he's lucky is th- the school you know they put a lot of, you know, support in place for him, and but I was I I do keep thinking though he's, he's kind of lucky that he lives in a time where there is that support network for him, and you know he, we can apply for EHCPs and things, whereas it wasn't you know and, and thinking back to, they like, you know there was there obviously was countless people with dyslexia and autism and all sorts of different uh, um, special needs when we were we were you know we we're probably a similar age to him, and there you know there, there wasn't the support and. Um, encouragement for you for, for for children that you just yeah you were just kind of seen as being stupid or or you know you just couldn't you know you couldn't do those things and yet you know every like we said before like a lot of creative people if you could given the chance to do more creative things perhaps you mm-hmm. know you would have would have had an outlet and you wouldn't have had to you know be so um feel so kind of lost I guess
3: yeah yeah, I mean, there were some kind of wonderful things that came out of that. I remember there was a kid who was um, about two years above me um, at school, and he was uh, into music. He was quite, yeah, quite eccentric as well, and but we just kind of had a connection through art, and but mainly through film. As I said, oh, I'm really interested in film. I really love. Film. They said, you yeah, know, what films have you seen?" And I think at that point, you know, you'd seen like I've seen some Carry Ons, <laughs> you know, some Mel Brooks, maybe, yeah. and you know, a couple of other bits and pieces. And they said, "Well, if you're really interested in film, I'll lend you like two VHSs a week, and just what? Just watch them. Just you might not like some of them, but this is this is more filmmaking." So he, you know, he would lend me sort of um, early Scorsese films and Cronenberg and loads of kind of really kind of off the wall, Errol Morris, like the thin blue line.
1: And oh, loads wow. and loads of, yeah, yeah. Loads of
3: really palace, uh, palace pictures and things like that. And I was just like, wow, this is absolutely extraordinary. And again, it, it opens up that whole thing of going, you're not on your own. There are other avenues. Your avenue is tiny. It's this little kind of village to a village school and that's it. But actually the world is far greater and far richer than you could possibly imagine and i think that again stokes that fire of kind of going well i i want to go i want to go over there mm. i know this isn't everything now and i want to go over there mm. and i think that is what then kind of goes on to to prom- you know to promote those uh, desires and dreams of yeah yeah got to got to get out got to get over there and get to you know a promised land or something
2: yeah. yeah do do you think just like going back a bit do you think on in general that because uh, I think that like, being quote-unquote different in the 80s was, was clearly seen as a bad thing. Like, if you're different, you're sort of outside. You think now we've got to a culture where we sort of celebrate differences? Because really, basically, we are all different in some in some way anyway. And actually, yeah. that's the beauty of being alive. I mean, human is that we are all different. Do you think we're in a sort of more of a celebratory culture now of differences? It's so
3: difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm a white middle-aged man, so from my yeah, kind of yeah. standpoint, looking at it, I would say, yes, there is a lot more of acceptance for people being different. But if I was probably 10 in a school, I would I could very easily say absolutely not. That's mm. still there. Yeah. I think as you get older, the cult, it, it certainly seems a lot more accepting of those differences. But I don't know if it is or not. When you're kind of in that, you're right at the, yeah. at the at the tip of it. At that age, because um, it also comes in with so many other points of, well, of, of just trying to work out who you are yeah, and what you like and what you don't like and experimenting and navigating these kind of incredibly sort of treacherous waters um, in knowing who you are and what you would potentially like to do or uh, what your voice is and all these kind of other things. So it comes with so many different throngs that come into it. But, yeah, that, that's a tricky one. Certainly yeah. from this point, almost looking back, I would say yes, yeah. as in younger people now. But I don't know if it's the other way around. Um, I would like to hope it is. But, yeah. You know, we shall we shall see. So many uh, more pitfalls as well. There's so many different pitfalls. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I'm looking at it from someone who grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. And that's a hugely different set of pitfalls as to what it is now. Yeah. There was no internet or mobiles. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't, that's one
2: huge
3: thing. You know, you just didn't do that. You made your mistakes in private. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. might be like a Polaroid one that might float <laughs> around. That's yeah. that's it. You know, there was nothing else, just kind of a story that someone might tell and get bored and then it'll just disappear. You know, it's very different now, you know. And I think that's incredibly bad because part of the human sort of way of being is to forget. That's part of the thing, you grow yeah. and you develop. And I'm not the same person I was in 1982 as I am in 2022. And part of the human thing is being able to forget and move on and change and evolve. And culture now is nobody forgets. Yeah. Nothing is forgotten. I yeah. will bring something up that you did when you were 15 and hold you accountable to it now. And I think that is very, very damaging. Incredibly damaging. You can't do that. Surely the whole very nature of things is evolution. You evolve, you make your mistakes, you recognize your mistakes, um, and you hopefully grow and move on, not be constantly reminded of you know the tiny little things or Mm. or whatever. But you know, that's the very nature of society: is that hopefully there is rehabilitation and you move on.
2: Absolutely. I I first just going back, I am acutely aware of me a middle-class white guy asking two other middle-class white guys about differences so I, absolutely, <laughs> I am actually <absolutely laughs> aware, aware of that um, but you're absolutely right about um yes yes the cult the culture of not forgetting it's so true and i think in a way it almost makes people creative people young people i don't know if it's for you guys but it makes you be hesitant about doing or saying anything that could be documented be that online recorded or anything Mm. I think it makes people more cautious which which is a shame because actually the sort of beauty of growing up and creativity and, and discovery is making mistakes being silly being loud being mm. colorful whatever and actually you're absolutely right this idea that we can't nothing is forgotten everything is recorded I think almost sort of stems that exploration that creativity and that a journey
3: yeah and it filters and it filters through with everything whereas if you have that almost like that sort of Damocles hanging over you and you know that it does, it it represses Mm. um, experimentation, especially within the arts or something like that, or just sort of trying something. Oh, okay. I'll just try this. Okay. That didn't work. Okay. Well then we'll try this. You know, it, you know, you've almost got to be kind of fully formed these days and your first work has got to be seminal in some, in some respect. And Mm. rather than just sort of being, well, that was terrible. <laughs> you know, the amount of you know extraordinary, amazing authors um, and filmmakers and things like that—they just make absolute dross. <laughs> but
1: you need to make that. You need yeah. that. Oh, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Like failure is vital. You know, failing right. at something because you can't obviously you can't learn to, yeah. to to progress if you haven't failed at some point. <laughs> mm. um You know, Jim Jim does a lot of stand up. I'm sure. He's had many moments of failing and I know probably oh, yeah. there's been moments mm. on sets where you've been like, you know, where there's been a moment of failure. Um, and in projects that we do, you know, there's always going to be projects that aren't quite quite right. But that is that is a great moment of growth, isn't it? When you have failure.
3: Totally. You learn far more from that than you do sort of any great success. You know, all you know is from success. You go, well, that that worked. But then where's the where's the that thing to bounce up against where's that thing yeah. to sort of say ah this didn't work hmm. let's try this or try that movement like you know the greatest art comes through when you have um limitations um there's that wonderful thing in you know the um uh, graham green's third man where they say you know that great line the awesome Wells says you know switzerland has had <laughs> 500 years of peace and what is it what is it given to our <laughs> yeah. and you, can, you know that's that's you know that's true some of the greatest art has come through limitations and uh, troubles and things like that you know uh
2: yeah I actually I watched that movie at university the third man because I went through a stage a where I film. was it's a great movie but uh I think I thought I was more cultured with movies at the time than I did um but it was uh I need to go back and watch it actually actually do you know what? there's a lot of movies I need to watch I have a I don't know about you guys, I have an extensive list of famous movies I've never watched, mm. which is, yeah. some. I mean, Charles teases me
1: quite a lot about this. Some of the names on there are quite embarrassing. so <laughs> um, I find, I'm i a bit of a um, movie, I will not say a movie buff, because that sounds like I know loads of stuff about the intricacies of cinematography and stuff, but it's just not the case. But I have watched a lot of films, well, and I have a lot of films at home. It's the one thing, you know, like men, men generally collect something um and it's it's films on my shelves which my wife is constantly trying to um hone down the size of this collection of stuff yeah, yeah. but no, um, I'm, yeah
3: I'm exactly the same you can tell what there's it quite a lot of it's <laughs> yeah. just one room you know that <laughs> yeah. then seeps out into yeah so many other things but um but yeah no i'm the same i have a you know a huge sort of film library of just the weird the wonderful experimentations and all sorts just because i just i just find it fascinating
2: okay later on actually for our patron we, we do an extra section for our patrons as well at the end of each episode Patron.com slash blank podcast oh Jim, that is...
1: um so i'm, I'm going to
2: ask you then tim later on for <laughs> your recommendation of like one film everyone needs to watch ideally more ra- ra- randomly thing or something like that but we'll, we'll ask you in the patron section and that sure. can be your recommendation but before we before we do that can i ask you about the skull on your and yeah. i get it I, this does this yes. is a visual question does not yeah. work for podcasts is it a real
3: skull yeah is it yeah is it a,
2: a loved one <laughs> hasn't been down near ponds yeah. any ponds yes. recently yes. This, is, this, um, is, this was me earlier by the
3: pond i just thought a would bring back a trophy yeah um, why not i just wanted yeah. to ask about it yeah. a lot of work um it's a it's a uh, mexican day of the dead yes ah oh, it's oh, got the the, I got, the artwork uh, on it has it got this little, yes yeah. yeah so it's got all kind of swirls and pans yeah. and things like that on it um which i and i got it in mexico i got it in it sounds dreadful i got it in uh, where was i Near um, a place called Chichen Itza, which is the kind of temple I mean, of the sun that you probably see in a lot of yeah. pictures and things like that. And we went, we're going back in, in September. September is a good time to go and a bad time to go because it's monsoon season. But <laughs> okay. If you do go in September, um, the shadow of the steps creates the uh, scales of the serpent, that, um that is said wow. to have come down wow. because of the rains at that particular time. It looks like the snake is coming down to earth and fertilizing the the earth, um, and there's lots of um, oh, lots of wells around that area as well, which I can't remember what they're called, um, but sacred, sacred Mexican wells where they used to throw sacrifices and things like that. So it's a very sort of f- fertile land, but that is where I got that amazing. Got that, um, yeah, got that skull.
2: So w- weirdly, Tim, I also have a kitchen. It's a story. How, how odd is that? It's literally never come <laughs> yeah, up this on could the podcast. It's more middle class.
1: <laughs> I'm very left
2: out. <laughs> so middle class. So um, middle class. I, I went there with my family. I was, a lot, I was quite young. I was 12 or 13 or 14. We went on a family holiday to Mexico. And um, it's not as cool as your story, because I remember going up the steps, but I don't remember the, the serpent thing. That's, a, that's, that's very interesting. I don't remember that. I don't remember the wells. But I do remember being very ill on the coach there and throwing up excessively on the coach to Chichen Itza which obviously Please. the other people on the coach were not fans with fans about so my memory of crawling up literally crawling up the steps to try and get to the top despite despite yeah. being half yeah. a person because I've just thrown yeah. up a lot of my insides um, so that's my memory of Chichen Itza so not, yes. i did not I didn't bring back anything although apart from some a
1: bag sort of sick of, some or sort of, of virus or virus yeah, or virus, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a bag of sick
2: um I remember the bus driver being very kind to me actually and stopping and letting me get off the bus. And everyone was, yeah, yeah, he was some of the other driving off. That's not, that's not kindness. That's necessity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to get off. Yeah. This this is awful. You're ruining it for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my mum being very, very embarrassed, but I I think she was constantly embarrassed about me from the ages of about 10 to 15 anyway. Um, But I didn't get any, you know, cool, memorabilia merch. like that getting merch. Merch from the <laughs> merch stand
3: <laughs> interestingly as well is that now you can't go up those steps You're, ah. because, the, because of the wear of constant tourism so if you have been up those steps and I went up those steps you now cannot do it oh wow you, you've had a, a rare feat that you've a rare uh, feat where well, you, you look out all across there's a ballpark and there's the temple of like a thousand soldiers or something like that that's there as well which all these pillars all these carved pillars of um aztec warriors so you kind of get a view over the whole area um but now now you, now you can't go And
2: mean they, they had they had the sort of ancient basketball sort of courty thing where they played mm, a, ball a really court, ancient yeah. is that what it was the ancient version of basketball or something
3: that's right. Yeah, you do it. You used to do it with your feet. Huge long court and do it with your feet. And it was something very Aztec is if you lose, you got your head cut off. You know, <laughs> what is very, very, is that- oh, that's a, bit, a bit on the nose. Don't you think? But,
2: um, <laughs> Literally. That's yeah, that's uh, wow. That's great. That's grim. There you go. Yeah. Good memories. Great memories.
1: Great memories of the, the heads decapitated.
2: Wow, from- so did those heads go down the wells? Yeah, I think I think they're called
3: cenotes, and they are used. They were used for sacrifice. So apparently, the one you can go and swim in them, and they're very, they're freshwater, and they're incredibly deep, sort of natural forming wells. Um, but what they would do is throw sacrifice. So you you would then dress up a child or something in gold and silver and all of that, and push it into the well, in order to then. Uh, be an appeasement to the gods and things like that and apparently when they were discovering Chichen Itza um, it was by a Chicago businessman or something and it heard tell that these sacrifices went, went on so he took a digger down to the bottom of these wells and just dredged up skeletons but covered in jewels
0: Ah, oh, of course. The bottom
3: of all the wells. So he yeah, made yeah. sort of like a fortune by dredging yeah. these wells. And they're all kind of dotted around that particular area, which is why the city's there. Because you've got ready, ready fresh water.
2: I was thinking it was more like at the end of the game of basketball, it's like a three-point throw. that Then the head gets cut off. And then if you can get that in the well, it's an extra three points. But um, the, the, the reality is actually a lot more grim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh less um, yeah. playful. Yeah, <laughs> shame, shame. I would not have survived. I would not have survived those ages at all. I think I would have been one of the first to be covered in jewels and shut down the well, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah.
1: So thank God I was born in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, you, you had this friend that gave you these VHSs, which is lovely that you have, you know, when you find people that are like-minded, it's always a kind of a beautiful thing, I think. You know, yeah. you find people that you're like, You're. you know, it's... A, something that's said a lot these days but finding your tribe um and so what are they what can you remember what those actual films were and what was that kind of did that open you up to sort of being ravenous about film and and then obviously i I know the acting came later but was that definitely the catalyst for you wanting to sort of start getting into performance and drama and stuff
3: most most definitely and also wanting to kind of get into filmmaking as well Mm. just the craft of it I just thought was absolutely fascinating and what you can do and how you tell stories and how you don't have to be linear with your storytelling. You can be as kind of wild and crazy as you like. You don't need necessarily a lot of dialogue. You don't necessarily need to see the person who's talking. You can kind of show other aspects. And it was, um, you know, they introduced me to things like Bergman as well, who I still is, you know, my kind of go-to when it comes to, to filmmaking and storytelling and, and what you can do and, and, you know, to tell a, an adult story, difficult, difficult themes, um, well, and entertainingly and not to kind of be the story, not to be so un- unbelievably heavy that you'll just sort of ostracize people from it, but being able to kind of touch upon these great topics and, and difficult things. Um, well, and I've always thought that's the kind of mark of great art is being able to just talk about really difficult things. Um, and do it delicately and do it with a, with a sense of respect and do it mm. with intrigue and just kind of almost planting seeds of things um, in your head, in the, in the audience's head, I've just found wonderful. Like Tarkovsky as well is another great sort of um, uh, director that I've always, always adored. And he would do, you know, incredibly long, huge long takes of uh, of things and just kind of, you just watch, you would just be watching and you'd be praying for that thing to kind of just cut to end, for, just to kind of give yourself a little millisecond break. But he wouldn't; it would just mm-hmm. remain and remain and remain. And I always found that just, you know, the confidence in filmmaking of that, of just being okay. We're just going to put the camera there; it's just going to play out, or we're just going to have a shot of a door whilst there's an argument going on. But yeah. won't hear you won't hit all those kind of things. I found um, just absolutely fascinating. So it was all that that kind of opened everything up. Um, through seeing through seeing all these different things, you know, from Hal Ashbury and things like that, from Harold mm. and Maud and
1: The Last brilliant Detail film. and all those kind of just slightly left field um, films. Being There is one of my favourite movies. That's great. Such a brilliant film. Um, yeah. Peter Sellers is incredible in that movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, and that, some of those are sort of untouched gems a little bit that people haven't really kind of become aware of. And I always think it's quite nice when you, you know about something that's great and other people haven't kind of heard of it and you can kind of, you know, you kind of allow them in and say, oh, look, have you seen this? Mm. And it's quite, I was thinking with your friend sort of giving you some VHSs. I, I like that. I like introducing people to new things that they might not have heard of or seen or like music, doing a playlist of songs that they might not have heard before. I quite, yeah. I like that, that, you know, drawing people into your world and things that you like and sort of inspiring, hopefully inspiring them, not always maybe, but that that's that's always been really exciting to me do you like doing that as well with other people uh,
3: uh, love it love it although you know there are there are moments where you kind of go well that's just a bit too that's just too <laughs> yeah. it was, it was some sort of very strange film made in Papua New Guinea in 1974 <laughs> maybe that's not maybe that's not the one to start with yeah um, but uh yeah I, I absolutely I just get such joy of the joy of discovery. Um, like old bookshops or even mm. you know sort of old video shops or so you know they, they, just that sense of you have found something amongst the dust yeah. and something that someone may have forgotten and you have unearthed this um, extraordinary gem that will just give you so much joy and so much sort of intellectual thrill um, is just great and we've lost a little bit of that with the, with the advent of you know google and you know, A books and all these kind of things, which are fantastic because you can literally find anything anywhere.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but there is something so wonderfully magical about putting yourself in that sort of situation. Old old bookshop shopping, which I still, you know, which I love and adore. And if I can find an old bookshop, I will go there. It's mm. as simple as that. I will just, that is where you will find me, covered in dust, <laughs> rummaging through something on the floor. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, but if, uh, you know, the
2: great works of Chichen Itza
3: oh, this is it, trying to find out who, who was the architect of this. Oh, very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I love being able to kind of share that or if someone says, oh, I really like this, you go, oh, well, in that case. Yeah, you're going to love this. That stems from this and this and this and this. And if you go to here and you look at this and that and if you like that aesthetic, then try this. Yeah. You know, and all those kind of things. These ideas sort of started here or if you want to watch that, look at these kind of Swedish or Balkan films and things like that because then that will feed into something else. And Yeah,
2: I love it. And, and yeah, so, it's great. Sorry, Charles. So sort of speaking of sort of great works of art, and you know that delve into sort of real subtleties and strong sort of Bergman influences, um, you got your big break on the bill. Yes, I did. Yes,
3: I did. Um, <laughs> nice I,
2: segue.
3: Yeah, that that's exactly that's hidden exactly. Gem, talk about hidden girl. gems here. <laughs> yeah, real <sort> of. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a hidden gem. I was uh, I was a young thug. Um, ah. <laughs> oh. I yeah yeah. yeah who i think i had to attack my mother with a chair and then <laughs> the police burst in because i'd blame my dad on beating my mother up and actually it was me so then obviously oh. i was uh, you know, arrested obviously and then you know interviewed by tosh lines which was a nice threat. yeah oh, yeah, no. yeah yeah one of the big guns he is the bill he was <laughs> <Yeah>. the <Bill. laughs> he was the- <laughs> simple as that you know he just <laughs> was um but yeah that was that was you know that was, yeah, that was extraordinary. I can I even remember the casting of that very vividly because I had to go all the way down from Hitchin all the way down to South Wimbledon, you know, Merton. Yeah, That's where the studio is. That's where Sun Hill was. So you had to go all the way there and then audition and learn your lines and all those kind of things and then come all the way back. You know? um, but it was great. It was so exciting to do something like that. People wanting you to do it. People going, kind of, mm. like, okay, show me what you've got so yeah that was that was great for fun
2: yeah so what are your, what had your journey been to then Had a uh, sort of drama school or anything like that and, and what um, I'm guessing at the time you're probably sort of doing a lot of auditions and stuff, yeah, but that must be quite exciting auditions. to land that job
3: yeah, I was quite I was quite young, not that young but quite young um, so yeah, there was a, a few auditions and I was just at sort of the local college hitching college yeah. um, at the time, so there's just yeah a lot of castings and just finding yourself uh do i want to do this do i not want to do this and all those kind of things and i think Mm -hmm. that was quite a catalyst in the sense of going well
0: maybe maybe
3: i maybe i could do this because you don't really think of it as a job you kind of think of it as this is fun to do but surely something that's this fun isn't a job Uh, like that's just like a hobby surely that's all that is and you'll have to go and you know be an accountant or something um and so knowing you could do it and it's fun and you might get paid for it It was like oh okay well maybe 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 this maybe this could work um and my mother was very good for that my mother was very much sort of like well just if it if it you know there are so many things in this life that are not nice at least try and do a job that you enjoy because that's what you're going to be doing for the the rest of your life so Mm -hmm. try it just try it just do it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but Give it a go, because if you don't, you will regret it. And there will always be that little part of you that kind of thinks, ah, if I'd have just given it, I didn't try hard enough. And there's nothing worse, I think, than that kind of battle with yourself. There are so many things that are extraneous that are hard and difficult to deal with. But when it's a battle with yourself and those, that sense of regret, I, that's, that's the worst, I think, because you have only, there is only you. That was a choice you made and maybe you shouldn't have made it and all that, all that kind of stuff so yeah she was incredibly good at saying no, no no, do it yes it's difficult yes it's hard but you know what what in life isn't mm. that's that's worth doing just try it do it go do it so you know at least that kind of fills you with yeah all right i'll i'll try it and just see what happens
2: yeah and that goes back to what you were saying Giles earlier about failure being part of that it's mm-hmm. like it's okay if you tried something as tim says you tried it maybe you shouldn't have tried it or whatever but at least you did and if it if it fails it fails and then it might take you back to to point 1 and you look at your options again or it might take you to a second place where you think okay that didn't work but i really enjoyed that aspect of it or but actually this yeah. is interesting and then it takes you to somewhere really so i think it's um but it can feel hard tim can't it like it, if things oh, aren't was- working out or Of course it can, but I think it's all about anxieties and stuff.
3: One of the main things that I've kind of necessarily learned, but kind of noticed over my, over my many years, um, (laughs) is that the thing you think you're going to get from something isn't necessarily the thing that you'll, you'll get from it, if that makes sense. So for instance, if you think, oh, I'm going to do this job and therefore I'll do a job and then that job will then begat another. And that's the kind of route that it will go. And usually it doesn't work like that. Usually you assume that the thing that you assume will happen after doing it, but it's not. It's the fact that you met a certain person. I met this person and you might at the time kind of think, oh, well, that's just nice. I've met someone. But actually that was the reason you did the job. That was the reason. So there's always other aspects. It's never obvious what the path is, but it's always worth being open enough to kind of think, well, let's just see what this this is going to give me, you know, I've met some of my best friends on jobs um, that continue to be, you know, incredibly close after like 15, 20 years, but that was never kind of the intention. I didn't go into the intention of kind of, oh, I'm going to make a new best friend. You kind of assume it's something else, but it's just being open. I think that's the, the main sort of lesson is just sort of be open to things. And it's not just, you know, um, what you think it is it's it, it will change it will shift and that's kind of very exciting can wrong foot you but it's very exciting at the same time
1: yeah i thought it's really nice what you were saying about your mum being encouraging because i think mm-hmm. as parents and you know we talked to a lot of people about their parents maybe not 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 being discouraging but obviously worrying about how you're well you know you you want your child to have stability and 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 want to be you know make sure they're like sort of financially okay and that. And sometimes we, I, you know, I've been in situations where um I lost my parents at a young age, but I've been, I've lived with families where the, the, the couple have been quite encouraging, but not wanting me to sort of take a step into something that's risky, I guess. Uh, but actually thinking about what's more important was not having that regret is worse than, than the kind of financial risk or the, or the instability that you'll be going into, going into a life and in, in the creative arts actually the, the the idea of having those regrets is far worse than any of those things um that's really lovely that you, you know you had that parent who was willing to you know give you that encouragement and support
3: very much very much and I think from her point of view it's probably because her parents were incredibly strict and very yeah. sort of like you will be doing this and you will be doing that and that's yeah. just the way you will do it and I think that you know it either takes you one or two ways it either makes you the same or it makes you go the complete opposite and thankfully my mum was and still is um the complete opposite as in you know there's so much time to regret yeah there's so much there's acres and acres of time that you can regret but if you can just make those little moments of joy little victories as we used to say, you know, take those little victories, take that moment just to just realize where you are and who you're with. And this is fun, you know, and it's allowing yourself to just sort of say, do you know what? This is fun. This is, this is so good. I could be doing anything, but I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do. I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do since I was seven. Just those kind of just the, and that is such a, a joy and a rarity that you should cherish it. And you should kind of take those moments and, not squander them by going, what's the next thing? what's the next thing you know mm. sit there and just kind of take it in just even if it's just for a few minutes of just taking that moment and that enriches the entire entire thing so much um yeah so i I you know be very very lucky on that, but also just those little lessons of you know just take a moment, just look around, okay,
1: because that's hard, yeah, it is yeah, you're good at doing that, you're good at kind of. Because I no. think, as, uh, yeah, because I think, uh, you know, well, I can't speak for Jim, but I, I know, you know, you're kind of constantly, as a freelance creative, you're sort of, you're trying very hard to enjoy the journey of whatever you're doing at that particular moment, but then you're obviously work wondering what's next and, oh, you know, what am I going to be working in two months' time or whatever. Are you, are you good at, uh, at being in the present moment and, and enjoying that process when you're there?
3: Uh, I, I have to very, very consciously do it. It's not a natural thing. Mm. I will have to kind of consciously think, right, no, just just take a moment and look around and just soak it in for just what it is rather than kind of be worrying about, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do yeah. that, and when I get, you know, it's all, it, all moments seem to be either past or present. It's very a past or future rather than just being in the moment mm. and in yeah. the present. Um, so that's, yeah, I will have to consciously do it. I'm better at it now. Um, yeah. I think having kids helps with that because they are so much in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to kind of enjoy those little moments with them, those moments where you kind of recognize, Oh, you, you've learned something or, Oh God, you're, you've remembered this. It's going to be the thing that I'm going to be told about <laughs> yeah. in 20 years time. Did you remember when you did this?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh
3: yeah, no, that's right. But that has certainly kind of shaken, shaken up, you know, a lot of other things. It's just, seeing yourself through their eyes and seeing the world at the way they see it so new. Because you, you remember as a kid, mm. you know, a, a half hour lesson was literally all day. Yeah. This is taking all day <laughs> yeah. to get to this point. Whereas now you'll literally sit down, have a coffee, make a note and go, how come it's half us four? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't so under, sure. I don't understand. So those, that has been a real eye opener of trying to just enjoy that moment because it won't come again. It may come again in a different form, but that moment won't come again. That that just that you will just have that. And I think it's finding that little joy, finding that little moments of hope and all those. I think that's just it's not spoken about enough. It's just taking those little moments that are joyful and allowing yourself to feel joyful in it, I think is, you know, a wonderful, wonderful thing if I you think, can find it and it's difficult it's difficult which is a shame finding joy is difficult but it is
2: it's the allowing yourself as well because i think a lot of like feelings of guilt come a lot come along with that like because i as you're talking i'm trying to think like what moments have i had recently that and i had one last weekend because i did a, the musical comedy awards i did the heats third third year i've done them and i got through for the first time through to the quarterfinals and i felt really guilty When they read my name out, one I was surprised to because the quality was very high. I thought I did it, I had a good set, but I didn't, I was surprised to go through. But that was, it was nice, nice surprise. But I couldn't even really celebrate because I felt guilty for like the other acts that were all amazing and really nice people, like the sort of camaraderie backstage was really, really great, which doesn't always happen at comedy. Um, I felt guilty for them. I felt a bit embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. So I just sort of sat there clapping. I didn't know really what to do or clapping people like congratulate well like they read the names <laughs> out and you just <laughs> it's just awkward yes yeah, kind of clapping myself yes. rather than uh, was i supposed to do like a little fist pump or yeah. what was i supposed to do i just sort of sat there didn't change my facial expression Just sort of, you know oh okay cool um and people are like congratulations and you don't know what to say oh thank you very much but it's it's all a bit weird and actually looking back then on the train home i bought myself a milkshake to celebrate so that was my little moment brought a, brought a, Oreo a little victory. victory on the train home I was like oh actually yeah that was I've done I've done well there because like, it's a good high profile competition and like did okay but it's still hard to like because then, then my next thoughts for right quarterfinals well, I need to get people to come down and support me in quarterfinals it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult what am I going to do on my set etc cetera, etc cetera. so like even that little moment was so fleeting yeah. it was hard to sort of it's like accepting it and like without the, trying to feel guilty or embarrassed or anything like that and just enjoy it but i think i just think it's hard as you say it's really difficult it's and incredibly so other hard. Well, that's only in. to yourself
3: that's only to you that's only to allow you to do it that's yeah. only to allow that little moment because if you go out the next round you're just going oh god i've just spent my entire time being stressed yeah, about yeah. i haven't even enjoyed the fact of actually getting through to this next bit yeah. you know i haven't and so therefore when you kind of then retroactively look back on it going oh, i can't even enjoy it now because i'm out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's
1: painful isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, do you get moments when you're on set sometimes and you can look around and say oh wow like you know i'm standing next to that person and i'm working with that director whatever it might be you know
3: do you ever get those moments oh absolutely Mm -hmm. walking onto set for the first time you always think oh this is this is really exciting and it's and it's it's just such a sort of special thing okay oh this is really exciting and you might be working with someone you enormously respect and kind of think well that's 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 really exciting as well and we're on a level now because we're going to have to make this scene work like I'm as much of a part of this scene now as you are because without me in it it doesn't work without you in it it doesn't work and so suddenly you're on you're on a level I remember doing a scene um, in a film called War Machine with Brad Pitt and there was a lot of build-up to it I said, "Have you met Brad? Have you met Brad?" I said, like, "No, I haven't met Brad." <laughs> so you kind of build up oh, yeah. kind of, the, the kind of the head of going, kind of, "Well, this is going to be Brad Pitt." It's, it's Brad Pitt, yeah. um, as well as people going, "Have you met Brad?" Oh, have you met Brad? oh God, this is so nerve wracking. And then when you arrive on set and Brad's not there, Brad's you know sort of in his trailer waiting. And we were doing this scene in his Afghan poppy, poppy field. So you would kind of be taken through and kind of go, okay, well then the scene's going to be here and it'll be there and then um, Brad will be there. And then, and then Brad arrives. And, you know, looking at a face you've seen is kind of like looking at yeah. Big Ben. Like you've seen it all the time. You know it, you yeah. know it. And suddenly that is in front of you, less than sort of like half a foot away. And it's one of the most bizarre moments and so therefore, it's a little kind of discombobulating to start with. And then you kind of think, oh, no, hang on, we have to do this. We're both actors now and we have to make this scene work. And then to really heighten that as well, the director said, OK, so we're going to just just go do some improv. And he go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we'll do, yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of you know, improv, we'll do a, little, a little bit of comedy. And we'll just kind of, you know, we'll, uh, we'll just see how it goes. You know, go, I'm doing some sort of improv comedy with brad pitt <laughs> in an afghan poppy <laughs> it's moments like that you try really to
1: stretch it. stretch your imagination you in those it. moments
3: yeah it's just the <laughs> oddest thing and then you find yourself going actually brad you know what you know when you said that that's very funny if you say that you no know, and i'll try and do this and you'll go okay yeah, yeah yeah let's do that that sounds quite funny and then you go yes we're just we're just you know kids playing yeah just trying to make the best what the scene is that's all it is at the end of the day it helps. He was lovely and was
1: very receptive. Um,
3: <laughs> but, but I guess yeah, he wants it to go well that.
1: as well, doesn't he? He wants yeah. it to go. He doesn't want it to be exactly. a chore. He wants it to be exactly. fun and, and and enjoyable. So yeah. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? He's, like you say, is a level playing field at that stage because yeah. you're both working on this moment. Yeah, totally. And and remembering those moments,
3: you're going to go, that's a nice moment to just remember. That's a nice thing rather than kind of get so flustered. That, oh God, you know get through it, just get to the end. You know, that's kind of a shame. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it happens. You know, I say this, but, you know, we've all done it. I, could, I will continue to do it, I'm sure. But.
2: Well, I, I was about to ask you, I can see you're a very respectable chap, and I'm sure you wouldn't dish the dirt on, on anyone or name names, but I'm about to ask you sort of any moments where it hasn't gone well on set and maybe you work with someone and that connection hasn't been, been there. But before I do it, I just want to say, I love the idea of people going, having met Brad Pitt, have you met Because <laughs> that, that builds up. I might start at gigs, have a little entourage with me. Have you met And Jim? people going, have you met him? Have you met Jim Daily? Have you met Jim yet? Have you met Jim Daily? And that will really build up, I think, my profile. Quarterfinus well, of the
1: comedy musical. World.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Jim's yeah. gonna come along in a minute. So just you know, if if you met be ready, be ready to meet Jim. It's get, it's, get the, get ga- it's the Gatsby effect. It's yeah. where you yes. just
3: talk about him and talk about him and talk about him. You know, well, <laughs> when when is he going to arrive? When is he gonna arrive? And then suddenly. There's Jim, <laughs> resplendent in sequins, yeah. ready for the quarterfinals with his banjo.
1: I don't know if you've got a banjo. Um...
2: <clears throat> I don't, but now I'm thinking of now I'm thinking maybe yeah, really yeah. adding one to my uh, to my aura. I think that would uh, that would work well. Um, okay, so to uh, so the question then: ha- Have you had any moments where it hasn't gone well on on set? Maybe I don't know. Uh, energies haven't worked on set. How do you sort of get through those moments? Because you have to do the job.
3: Yeah, there, there, there have there have been wonderfully very, very few, which I know is incredibly lucky. I, I've heard some real horror stories from people and I seem to be incredibly blessed that that hasn't happened as a as a general thing or even so enormously going, oh God, where to start? Yeah. Um, I mean less than a handful of times and I think then you've just got to, well I do anyway, you just kind of get into a state of zen-like okay, this is where we are don't rise to it or don't get flustered by it otherwise it's going to knock you out and then all you're going to have then is going like fuck because at the end of the day nobody sees all that they're only going to see what they film mm. Yeah, and you're kind of like oh about that moment is then going to be recorded for forever so yeah. I've again over the years just kind of think no just try and you know uh, observe it don't absorb it just take it that's what it is. That's where they are. That's their thing. Fine. I'll just focus on my thing and we'll just calmly try and get through it. You know, that's, that's, that's the best. There are obviously other moments where you're sitting down going, this is, this is fucking outrageous. <laughs> there are obviously those, those moments. that again, will you know, those, those kind of thing. I have a co- yes. I'll have a coffee please. Lynn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, two sugars! Did you see that? What, what, yeah, good. And there will definitely be those moments, but um, yeah, I, I try, I try not, I try not to rise to them on the rare on the rare occasion. But yeah, no, thankfully, there's been you know very few, so that's been very lucky.
2: Do you do you think there are? Do you think there are those? There are few of those moments because you are clearly a nice guy and respectable, and you're clearly level headed. And I think if you bring that kind of energy to set then it almost influences. Whereas if you're a sort of, I'm sure, again, no names, I'm sure there are sort of some performers who are more deavery or, or more mm. ego about them. And then if you bring that to set, then maybe it influences how other people.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. You know, um, I've always been sort of told, which I think was probably a very good lesson early on, is that, you know, everybody's there to do a job. Everybody's there to do a job. And everybody wants the same thing. They want to go to work, do their job, do it well enjoy it, hopefully, and then go home. And that makes the day just go quicker. Just having a nice time makes the day go quicker. It makes it easier. If you have problems, hopefully as a team, then you will work together rather than you being the problem or being it being insurmountable, or you just kind of getting so flustered and kind of, oh, and, and then kind of upsetting everything else. You know, it's a, there's a lot of time constraints, with filming, and there's a lot to get through sometimes, and there's a lot of other kind of stressful bits that kind of come into it. So, you know, just just try and have a nice day, <laughs> like you know, like the um, you know, the Gus Van Sant of you know whatever it takes to have a nice day. <laughs> and I think that's that's an you know an important thing of just no no no. This is you know, it goes back to that thing of going. This is a fun this is a fun job even if you're doing something really depressing it's still a fun job and you're still kind of tapping into what it means to be human. And there are some interesting people around and people want you to do as good as you can. You know, no one's trying to undermine it because then it fucks everything else up. Mm. So, you know, those little moments, especially on filming, you know, everybody wants it to come together because that means everybody else can kind of do their job and everything comes to, and that's great. Um, so, yeah, I try to be a sort of, positive as possible I just, well, just enjoy it it's not even being positive it's just go and enjoy it and say good morning to everyone and be nice to people who are being nice to you and mm. why not why not it's, it, it's it's easier to do that it's easier to be pleasant yeah. and be nice and be gracious and all those things than just kind of be oh, margaret can i have Can i can i get <laughs> No, 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 I only want blue Smarties, you know, it's much easier <laughs> yeah. rather than. I said blue Smarties, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> There's know, an orange one right in here. You know, it's six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> you know, when we're in Lapland. I don't care. Yeah. Know, that, you know, would just be, I'd just be exhausted. Yeah, I have yeah. very little energy anyway, so just all of yeah. that, all yeah, the yeah. first take would just floor me. Yeah. But you know, people people do it, and mm. okay, well, you know, I'm not going to get dragged into that, so yeah, I'll just you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of actors we've had on have said like, you know, learn your lines, turn up on time, be nice, yeah. and and it's a pleasant experience.
3: Absolutely, and I think that's the that's the secret to a long long career It's just get there on time, be nice, don't be you know hang your clothes up yeah. at the end of the day, don't throw them on the floor. <laughs> all these little all these little bits and pieces, things like that, you know, don't be rude, be nice to everyone, and yeah, that's fine because I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. Where you know, in the casting, if you kind of think, God, I've got to spend three months with this guy yeah maybe oh god unless you know you're, you're you're the money spinner or something like that just by having your name in it other than that you going to think oh my god you yeah, know i can't spend three months with this yeah. can't deal with that it's right. ridiculous yeah. you know we'll end up killing each other you want to have a nice time
2: but it is more tiring being angry i think isn't it or, or being i don't know just a lot i guess it's just it's more it's, we are tired individuals Especially if you're a parent, which I have a newish parent, it is tiring. So oh, yeah. I think anything that minimizes the tiredness is good. I just think it's on days where I'm, I'm flustered or angry or whatever, I, feel, I definitely feel more tired at the end of the day than on days where I've just tried to keep ticking along and be nice and make everything happen. It's just there's only so much energy in the day that you can use.
3: Absolutely. And if you're going to ex- expel all that energy on, you know, these are not the right shoes... <laughs> or you know the light in here is just a bit too bright. It's too dim. You know all these kind of things. You think, God, is that is that w- what I'm going to remember this day about? God, <laughs> there was this bulb, this bulb that kept on. You know those kind of things. You think, okay, just there are bigger things. Just let it, let it go. Yeah. Open the door, see the morning. You know the mornings, especially when you get there on set. Everyone all moan about. Oh, it's six o'clock in the morning. God. <laughs> and yeah, if you take a moment just to kind of look at the the dawn, you kind of go, God. That's great. Look how nice that is. Look how nice. That's beautiful. And we're here to witness that morning. You know, because I love mornings. I'm quite a morning person. So to see sunrises just fills me with wherever I am, no matter how bleak it is or whatever. But that those dawns, you kind of, oh yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Just to witness that, you know,
1: the coming of the day. I really, I really enjoy that. That's lovely. Tim you're really prolific. I mean you've been in loads of stuff, um loads of amazing stuff as well. What's your uh, and it seems like you're working all the time. What's your kind of process when you're going from kind of one project to another? And uh, and do you ever are you ever working on things that are kind of overlapping at all?
3: Yeah, yeah, to a certain to a certain extent. And again, I think it's, it's it's learning to decompartmentalize. It depends what the thing is. Um uh, like at the moment I'm working on on Good Omens at the moment. Mm. Um so there's a lot of travel with that because that's in that's in Scotland and obviously i live living, living down in london um but it's utilizing utilizing that time I'm a great i mean I'm a big reader as you know. I'm a very very big reader and so I use that as a as a sort of uh, pressure valve of just kind of escaping into something else which means kind of you know releasing whatever that is and using that as a kind of middle ground to then start something else i I'll soon have to start learning scripts for my next um project um which i which i like doing i just like taking my time over mm. something so i'll just kind of i'll just dip into this and gently kind of wander my way through those and gather it all together and gather my thoughts and things like that and i, and I use reading and and uh, as a nice kind of gateway i know other people use music and all sorts of things like that but for me it's just kind of exploring escape into another world and into another yeah just another realm And I find that a very sort of cleansing kind of like, okay, we're moving from one to another rather than kind of having to kind of shove my head full of so many words and different things. Is that does that go with that or is that and the sort of the the meshing of characters? Um, uh, But yeah. So, yeah, that's what I that's usually my 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 method.
2: It's um, it's finding that time. Because I, th- I think yeah. it's it's harder when you're busy and you but you probably think oh, I haven't <clears throat> got time to do I haven't got time to do that I would love to read more and I often tell myself I haven't got time to do it I probably do but it's about sort of almost changing my mindset to recognise when that time crops up when I can do it probably means less time on Twitter or or TikTok which yeah. I shamefully have started being <laughs> um, and actually using that time better or thinking oh you just spent fifteen minutes on Twitter that could have been a couple of pages of a book or something like that it's like. You know, I mean, it's like reframing kind of your thought process to actually use it properly.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just taking those moments like for like, you know, just uh, the great time for me for reading is traveling, like be on the tube or the train or a plane or something like that. That's the time I will just just read like, you know, if I have any downtime at home, I won't watch TV. I'll probably read. Yeah, that's the choice I sort of make of going, oh, I could watch this, this," which, which means, you know, I don't watch a lot of tv but i will read you know a book a week if i had time i could easily get through a book a week of just putting in the hours just going no i'm just gonna you know really get into it um but that's my release that's my sort of time or time out of time is to then go oh right and if you get a good one (gasps) oh you get a really good book oh that's glorious you know you you'll, you will find the time then you know yeah. sitting on the, a number of times you know i've been with my kids or you know well, well the only place i can sit in this entire house is literally on the stairs like some like 17 <laughs> year old on the telephone <laughs> just like i'll oh, sit and I'll, you know, quietly read or you're in between things you'll be cooking and oh, i'll just finish off this chapter or something i'll just quickly finish that um but yeah it's a it's an, it's, it's an obsession basically is what i'm saying
1: <laughs> it's a good one i i'm as a writer uh, as as my main day job I'm I'm a terrible reader I've I've I get yeah. have terrible readers block um I, and and it takes me ages to get into into new things and I keep trying I've I've um, there must be about 10 books that I've started and not been able to fully yeah. commit to and I, it's really I find it really um upsetting because I I love I do love reading when I get into a book um yeah. but I think maybe it is this there's too many other distractions and i need to well, This is of... it.
3: it's like they say about painters and decorators you know if you go around you know a, a painter in a decorator's house it's not going to be painted and decorated <laughs> because you go well i've done it all day yeah. i've literally been painting and decorating people's houses all day why would i want to do that at home and i think it's very similar like i will watch less television even though people assume oh you must watch tons of television yeah. because that's, that's what you do and no, well, that's what i exactly yeah so it's actually quite nice to go and do something else you know that's why I don't know. Footballers all they don't footballers don't play football. whilst not playing football. They'll go and play golf. They're not going to yes. keep playing football because that's what they do. That's very reassuring.
2: A lot of them do play FIFA, which is a kind of, a kind of football, but it's yeah. not the physical. That's true. Element of it. Just, so. just that. Just that. Yeah. Just, get, just yeah. like ruining your thumbs.
3: Exactly, it's the wrists of an eighty-year-old, <laughs>
2: exactly, for the legs of a twenty-two-year-old. What a combo,
1: Tim! It's been an absolute joy to talk to you. Really has. Um, huge fan of your work. Uh, Thank you. I have to say, my all-time favorite character of yours is Greg from um, Peep Show, uh, the, 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 the 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 publishing guru of British London. Having met lots of publishing people over the years, it, it's um it's a real treat that um that character is just brilliant and uh yeah <laughs> big fan of your work and i love that that episode is one of you. my favorites of peep Show, i have to say it's a brilliant brilliant episode well yeah. i have got one last question to you, if you don't mind i know we've taken a lot mm. of your time already um and is do do you have ambition to you know we've talked about filmmaking and and and, and i know you've written for stage but would mm. you like to to make your own films at some point
3: yeah i would i would love to and i've always really enjoyed just a short format mm. um, just, uh, I, you know, I love that. I love being able to tell a story as succ- you know, succinctly as I can. I'm actually going to be making some shorts um, later this week, actually. Which oh, amazing. Was a decision. I'm going, yeah, yeah, let's. So it's just, you know, me and a, me and a mate, we're going to get together. And um, so I've taught myself, you know, sort of just rudimentary editing and things like that. Just going, no, we'll just, we'll just get some stuff together and we'll put it on YouTube and just get that, get that going um, again after, you know, COVID mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I love a good, you know, I love a good story. It's why I wanted to do this job in the first place. You know, let me tell you a story is one of the, the most exciting things you can hear in any room. Oh my God, let me tell you this. Yes. And you're like, go on then, t- tell me, tell me. Yeah. And if yeah. it's told well, and if it's told with excitement and, and it, it's a practitioner that can do it, there is nothing finer than being told a good story, yeah. ghost stories or funny stories, anything. But if they're told well, and it's bewitching in some way then oh it's glorious it's the thing i always seek to do is just tell a good story tell it well and you know that's really exciting
2: can i pitch you a short film about a boy who goes to <laughs> chichen on a coach and throws up that's where we start and then when oh, we love go it. after that who knows yeah. we
3: start with you
2: quarterfinals
1: <laughs> that's yeah. that's
3: how it is when we just intercut we intercut yeah. that we go how are these things well related? the finals the
1: finals are ha- taking place in chichen Itza, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the mexican the, musical comedy awards yeah it's going a bit in between <laughs> us i think <laughs> brilliant thank you so much tim it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to talk to you thank you so much for your time
3: absolute pleasure thank you very much good luck with to you as well (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah no thank you i've really really enjoyed it
2: well there you go Tim Downey on The Blank Podcast. What a lovely guy, prolific actor. Some great stories some great advice about creativity mm. and sort of keeping going and perspective um, and also some fantastic historical information about
1: Chichen Itza. I mean, I don't know <laughs> more, what more you want in a podcast. No, it was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly, you can tell he's really well read because he's just very yeah. wonderful at erudite talking about all the different things he's into it's just really lovely and I loved the story near the beginning of the pub where he was sort of saying about the encouragement his mum gave him and yeah. I really really liked that and it really it really touched me a little bit I was thinking about that fact that you know it's not just what it's something I always kind of say to people I get a lot of people sort of messaging me about like they want to do something but they're not sure whether to do it they're umming and arming but and I always well, I'm I'm a bit of a go with your heart kind of person and, and your gut as well but I um yeah, I I always think if you've got something that you're passionate about and you wanna do it, don't don't have that regret of not doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Or, or if that particular like um arm of it doesn't work out mm. you might end up doing something you might have really want to be an actor and then doesn't work out but you realize that you love directing or you realize that you love editing or that you actually really l- liked the being the crew side of it or something like that like these things can lead to other you know absolutely. potentials but you won't know until you do it so i think absolutely you know gold advice especially from someone as prolific and successful as he is as well i think that's definitely worth taking on board so yeah really refreshing and just lovely chat with a with a great guy
1: and what I'm um, viewers, I mean listeners rather, can't um, see this because obviously we don't film our podcast. But Tim is one of the best moustache wearing people Absolutely. around. I mean, there's quite a few of his characters have moustaches, but yeah, he, he and he had his he had the full rack yeah. there this morning. I
2: think um, you can't say full rack. I don't think on a podcast. Um, uh, I it's um, it's. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Well, we have taken a promo photo as we do for everyone, mm. so that is on our Twitter now. Uh, so and and the the moustache is on full display there. I think there are some people can pull off a moustache and and some can't. And you know, mm. you see a lot of people trying. And it doesn't doesn't. I I don't think I could. No, I but don't think I could. Either. Tim one hundred percent pulls it off. I mean, it is a superb moustache. Um, and I think yeah, I think it's one of the best I've ever seen. Actually.
1: Yeah, it was good. It's got girth as well, which is important. I think.
2: It's got depth, you know. It, yeah. if, if you can believe that, it's got it's got um it's like a weighty. There's no patchiness to it. It's got mm. complete depth to it. The le- the the sort of width is, is right. Yes, it's got the girth of sort of from the nose to the lip. It's yeah, but it looks well kept. But it but it's it's well It suits him as well because this is the other thing. Mm. Like a lot of people wouldn't. Yes. I don't think you and I would suit moustache. No, I,
1: I no, I don't think I would suit a moustache. But I mean, it really I suits his face. would suit a beard. So oh i couldn't imagine you without one i think i've known you so long well that's it you see, with one I'm now used to it but yeah but definitely yeah. no moustache i don't think michelle would like my and probably the same miranda there's still a bit of a a thing about moustaches isn't there i think a lot of a, ladies don't like them there's a taboo i think around moustaches mm. and i think we need
2: people like tim proudly wearing his moustache a superb moustache yeah. i think um to really sort of dispel that taboo a little bit yeah um, and it helps that he's on TV so much that we're seeing it. It's yes. come, It's getting into the sort of public conscience. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and that's what we need, I think, to yeah. progress the. Yeah, um... it's, just, it's something we didn't touch on in the podcast, but we maybe that's something we need to talk to him. about. We'll do a private. part two. We'll yeah. do a part two with him, and we'll talk about mustaches Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we could string
2: that out for an hour Perfect. easily.
1: But anyway, on on that note, amazing guy. I love talking to Tim and just he's just a really nice guy. So it was really lovely to have him on. Thanks, Tim, for being our guest this week. Absolutely. Top man.
2: Um, If you've enjoyed the episode, please do get in contact with us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, all at the same handle, which is at Blank Pod. Indeed. And we'd love to hear from you. And of course, please do rate us on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Uh, Give us some five stars and uh, leave a comment on there as well. And we'd really
1: appreciate it. Yes, please. I mean, there's lots of people listen each week. Um, And yes. yes, if you just got like just 30 seconds of your time, just go go on wherever you listen to your podcast. Just go on there and hit rate or subs- if you're not a subscriber, hit subscribe. Um, but yep. yeah, give us give us a review because it'd be lovely to, to get those reviews up.
2: It absolutely would. Absolutely. Um, So that's it. I think we should. I think we should wrap up here. We should. And we'll see to our listeners that we'll see them next week, of course, with another episode of the blank podcast uh but in the meantime thank you to them thank you to our patrons for their support we love we love them of course and thank you giles as well thank for, you Jim. Uh, yeah just for being us yeah uh, anyway have a great week and we'll see you again soon on the blank podcast
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, D W group void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a glass Box Media Podcast.